Welcome, 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 everybody. I am Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here doing our Heels rewatch. We don't know if we're actually spinning this off. We've discussed we might actually be spinning this off of our wrestling feed. So if you're uh, listening to it here, that's great. If not, you might find it on its own feed. But Jen? Yes? You ready to dive into season two, episode two, The Journey is the Obstacle with me? Yes. Let's get started. So, a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. Um, we, <clears throat> as noted, we're releasing this on... Uh, we're going to try to release these between Tuesday and Wednesday of every week. Just so this way you get a, a day or two to kind of review everything. So, we are discussing The Heels Season 2, Episode 2. We are... It is called The Journey is the Obstacle, which is from, like, a the self-help book that Ace is listening to. Like, halfway through the... Show? Yeah, we do you know what self-help book that is? We should have... I don't know. I don't know if it was a real self-help book or if it was kind of like their own made-up version. I don't really think that they showed it. I don't really think that it matters. I think I think it was the idea that it was trying to um, you know, set up Ace as maybe his frame of mind and where he's at. He's listening to self-help books. He's uh, engaging in absolutely silly shenanigans on the road. <laughs> right? Like he dines and dashes, he doesn't, well, he didn't even dine, he just dashes. He doesn't understand the basic tenet of, like, you go into a gas station, just, like, buy a soda. Just that whole scene, and and we'll get to that. I I think it just kind of underlines his character, you know, like, how he's just so broken, and he does need to be taken care of. Like, you know, Tom Spade, as we talked about a lot last episode, Definitely was not wrong when he said that, you know, Jack should take care of Ace because, I mean, the hiking in the woods, all these things. I don't Plus, think like, there's anything wrong with hiking in the woods. Uh, I think it's the standing on the ledge of a cliff in the dark that's the problem. Well, it's also the... Because uh, I will tell you, I'm watching that and I'm like, man, I should just go hike in the woods. <laughs> and then you saw exactly what happened and you realized, oh shit, like this is going it. going near a cliff. Also, side note, that he even had service was... A miracle. A lot of times in those places, you don't even get the service to start with to get those voicemails. Or get yeah, like we've been messages. to, you know, cities in the mountains and have had a hard time getting. Right. And meanwhile, signal. he's I, and it wasn't so much the hiking is that like he's not wearing the right boots. He doesn't know what a raincoat does. He has the well, tent. That doesn't but then work. He, mind you, like I feel like buying a tent and a raincoat is a lot of money to then not have any money to like buy food. I don't know. It's a whole thing. But we'll get into it all. We'll get into the ace of it all. We'll get into everything that's going on. Overall, big picture, uh, I felt that this episode, half a step back, I think we talked about. But I'm putting lumping them both together. So I'm giving these both kind of like a, a one long two-hour run. Because it appears, at least the way that it's presented, that all of this shit happened within like a 24-hour kind of span. You know, 24 to 48 hours, at least the opening beats of this episode. Well, yeah, from the first episode, what was current you know so much of it was a flashback i feel Mm -hmm. like the first episode was like almost a perfect episode of television it was so Mm -hmm. good asked so many questions and this is an episode that is there to move the story along yeah also really good it it was good yeah but it didn't have as much like i guess meat to it it was more just moving yeah yeah which is which you need that in a tv show i'm not putting it down but i have one i have one problem with it and i'll tell you at the end 
Okay. Well, we're gonna do our little scene, scene by scene, and you know, as we as we are uh, learning this whole process here, and we'll I'm sure we'll perfect it by the end of season one, episode eight, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm sure after sixteen episodes, we'll get this right. But so we open with um, Ace driving in his car, right? Still driving. Now it's morning. Um, some of my notes that I wrote down was that Ace had all the coke in the world, right? He had like Six different oh, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, yes. Coca-Cola bottles. <laughs> yes. I'm like, did I miss something? Yeah, he did. Well, no, I, I wrote it as Coke, too, because I just felt like it was just such like a family thing. That's why I wrote Coke. I was like, this is a family thing, right? Like, when we saw such Ace... A, isn't it such a Georgia thing? It's such a Georgia thing. People in Georgia drink Coke. I think this so. Is, yeah, it was like, I think, made there. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I can't speak to people in Georgia because I'm not mm-hmm. in Georgia. I know people in the, you know, obviously born in the Carolinas is Pepsi. Yeah, no, I know. I'm pretty sure Georgia is Coke. But you know what got to me about that? Or like, it was funny to me. These guys, like, he's an athlete. And he's just fucking chugging Cokes, well, we don't ripping heaters. Like, I, I, I think the thing is, I think the thing about him is we still don't really know his age and we don't really know how he necessarily flamed out yeah. from, um, we don't really know how he flamed out from football. Like, did he just, did he flame out at 20? Is he 25, 24? Because, I mean, if he's 24, he's hitting the gym all the time. He's doing all sorts of stuff. Like, he could be drinking Coke. I mean, he's not drinking, you know, like, coffee, right? He's not drinking five-hour energy drinks. Like, so he's got to drink something Again, to Again, probably all better than Coke, one would imagine. Right, but, I mean, how much Coke does he really have in his off time? I don't know. Um, but he had a lot right now. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was entertaining how much Coke this guy's drinking. He's trying to stay awake. And then we see... Um, Stacy running. So then the, the next scene we get is Stacy running. Yeah, and it starts with that song, that like 70s song. Or is it... <laughs> Anyway. Oh, are you, are you talking about. No, I mean, I, I feel like, did it start with like War Children or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying the Rolling Stones? I'm saying this is all getting cut. Yeah, no, it, it shouldn't because I think this was great. Oh, so then we had <laughs> then we had a clip over to Willie, um, and I just wrote she was being wild in the house, looking for all sorts of things all over the place. It's like I want to love Willie. She's make, she makes it hard. But I do love Willie. But also she's so she's so hard. She's so harsh to everybody. Well, I feel like that's what makes Mary McCormick Homegirl so, hard. so good in the show because she's a layered character she has multiple levels to her right you look at someone like ace and you're kind of like I, I i don't know i mean i know what he did was shitty last season to the girl at the convenience store but like you also kind of feel that ace is you get a really like a lost puppy vibe with him right like he can go in either direction he could become like a hardened mm-hmm. junkyard dog in 10 years or he could just really clean his stuff up and be like a really nice guy yeah but you see someone like willie and you're like yo willie has lived a life and she's been through a lot of shit. And although on the outside, it appears that she's in like a successful situation, right? Because I think they framed her family life many times by showing the wealth that appears to exist versus the actual happiness that you, I have not, I've yet to see one happy moment between this family. Yeah. She doesn't bring them to the wrestling the at all. The only cute moments you really see are between the daughter and the father. Yep, and she doesn't bring her. To, she doesn't bring them to wrestling. Mm-mm. Doesn't do anything. And from what we can tell, again, it's been a year since Tom died. So from what we can tell, is that how long it's been a, a year? Yeah, because okay. they talked about how it was like coming up on the year anniversary and gotcha. all those other things. 
so like clearly she's thrown herself into making this thing work, but she was going to quit. At least that's, that's one thing that I caught them saying that she was supposed to quit, but she didn't, um, or she was going to quit. Yes. Yes. Uh, but obviously she didn't. And then, uh, Bill's got to get paid. Like that's, that's what I had for the scene. Like you're just seeing all these people now that are like, all right, you guys did a great show, but it's still Monday and we still need to get paid. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still, the roofer's calling is eight months behind. The next guy's calling, he's behind. So Bill still got to get paid. Then we move over to our uh, our buddy Jack, who's waking up on the couch, and <clears throat> he's got to get to the county highway meeting that he put on the wrong calendar. So Stacy called him out to be like, "Hey, you got to go to work," and he's like, "Oh shit, I got to go to work now." I this is one of the one of the nits that I had with the episode is I'm like, okay, I understand that like you are throwing everything you can into into making your promotion work. But like you definitely would know the day before that you had this huge meeting for work the next day. You just would, right? Like if this was three days later, I feel like maybe you might forget, you know, but it's like literally the day before. I don't know, that was me where I'm like. (sighs) Yeah, I think you're. um... It's week to week, so it's okay. You know, it's television, so you're picking a knit because it's it's week to week, right? Yeah, I disagree. I'm pretty much a. Uh, you're fine with that? An unorganized mess sometimes. And if I'm really focused on a certain aspect of my life, I might forget about okay. other things. So I, I didn't... I mean, that's that's what this is setting up, that basically... like that, that didn't bother me. And it was I thought it was just trying to show that Stacy still cares. A, that she still cares and she's still trying to, like, help him and, you know... And B, that he's just completely, like... He's just burning you know, from all ends. He can't... He can't get it to you. It's, he, he, he's not a good enough worker. He's not a good enough husband. He's not a good enough father. And he's not a good enough wrestling promotion owner. The, so it's just too much. Well, the the thing that I think it showed... Like, what it showed me was that it showed that, like... The idea that they're like, yo, wrestling killed Tom. That idea is definitely viable here with this this little scene. Right? Because last time they were talking about how, you know, what, how why'd he kill them? You know, when we talked about mm-hmm. that. Why'd he kill himself? Why'd... But when you are literally like this scattered because you're trying to do this wrestling thing that made no money, like they put on the show that made no money. Like that's what we've learned. This that made no money. If anything, it put them in a hole. So they got to keep making more shows. So it's really, it's like an addiction. And I think that's really what they're kind of setting up here is that like doing this and this fame and the spotlight and this momentary glory that you're chasing is, is an addiction, right? You can make it to the top, but it's, it's consistently going to eat away at you and erode away at your soul, right? And and that's potentially what they're setting up happened with Tom. We don't really know yet. Um, Jack's dad, but you could see it here because it's like Jack has a job. Yeah, he hates his job. And I think it's really great that they went out of their way to show like he hates this job. We still don't know how he got back into Duffy. But again, we have our suspicion that maybe Tom, his dad needed a heel, brought him back in to help him run the business, right? Or help him... Um, yeah, we run did, the yeah. shows and we do know that Tom from all appearances didn't have another job so Tom running this all the time couldn't figure out how to do it how is Jack going to do these other four things right when Tom was doing it he had Ace at home but Ace was grown right or grown enough uh, and Jack was out of the house right but he didn't have another job Jack has an actual right job. that's what I'm saying yeah. Jack has a, a eight year old that's breaking people's noses he's got a job that he hates selling lawnmowers that's, you know, paying the mortgage on the house. And he's got, you know, Stacy and a, and a life that he's trying to 
continue to push forward. And I, you know, she didn't necessarily marry into the, uh, the entire wrestling business. So I had the two of them talking and I had the most important part about this was her reminding him, but also like, Hey, we got to go for that meeting with Thomas who's suspended. Right. Right. That was the most important thing I got. <clears throat> then we get a, a nice scene between Bill and Willie. Again, reminding us that there is tension here, mm-hmm. whatever kind of tension there is or it isn't. Um, it's pretty great the amount of ways that they can call Constance a hussy, a <laughs> knob goblin. I totally misunderstood this and thought that she was with the other dude, that she's like, the guy that she's, you know what I'm trying to say here. You were trying to say that you thought Constance was not single or was not ready to mingle. Is that what you're saying? That's you, what you I'm saying, she was but I was clearly wrong. Yeah, I think they were co-workers. I think they that was were the co-workers. Point. I think they went out of their way at this point to show that Constance... Well, they, they're showing two different things. One, that Jack can't be successful on his own. And I think that that's really important. It's going to be important down the line, right? He can't do it on his own. He thinks he can do it on his own. Just like maybe his dad did when his dad got spurned by Bill. But you need someone. And Bill is that someone. He's the local recognition. I think they're I think this has gone out of its way to show that Bill was the draw, which is what Bill said, right? Constance seemed to have it out for Bill from the minute that she you know, she wanted as much from the minute that she, she saw that airplane saw video. That airplane video. <laughs> and then that's what helped land the fair and that's what because all she talked about last episode, like, can I meet Bill? Can I meet Bill? Can I meet Ben? And then here we see them in, in a motel. Yes, you can meet Bill, and yes, you can go on on the wild ride, right? Right. So, I just enjoyed their banter back and forth. You could tell that there is a friendship here that will probably always be here. There's the tension, there's everything else, but there's a friendship. I do believe that that friendship is going to evolve and and cost Willie her marriage, but that's that's later seasons, I would imagine. Ooh, really? Later you think in it's the gonna it's gonna end the marriage? I think that that guy. And rightfully so. Would be like, we have like a 15-year-old daughter. You're just a shithead. And you always want to be with Bill. Right? I mean, that's what I think. No? You don't think so? I mean, I could absolutely see that happening. I'm not saying it wouldn't. But you forgot the whole part of Bill even being in a motel with Constance. He's in a motel because he got kicked out. No, I know, but you didn't mention that when you were going over it. You just said that women really were having a conversation. But no, she calls him on the phone and he's with Constance in a motel room. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that motel room is his house. That's right. That's true. Because he got thrown out of Willie's house, so then he went back to the motel. That's where he lives. Yeah, because I. I, He's he's staying at the Rosebud Motel. You know what I mean? It's like the one. It's like the one motel in town that he's staying at, or on the outskirts of town, because he has nowhere to live, or he hasn't set up any roots yet, because he got thrown out of Willie's house. Right, right, right. So, and again, him showing up at Willie's house was a wild flex, just to be like, I'm just gonna fucking piss into your pond, and you know, just walk around ripping heaters in your garage. Like he was, that was out of control. That whole sequence made no sense to me from the beginning, and it really made me believe that like the child. Um, her daughter was like Bill's daughter. Like at least when we first watched it on our first watch, I still don't know if they've sussed all out for for sure that that gentleman is the father. Like I don't know. I think we need a Maury Povich moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but having said all that, we then um, we lead this whole scene, their banter, their fun conversation with Willie telling him to get them their fucking money because they still haven't got their appearance fees or upfront fees or whatever. They still haven't got paid yet. 
Yeah. So, Willie, when you're done with the knob, with the uh, knob goblin. With the, <laughs> the dirty bird. <clears throat> I had here dirty somebody's twat, too. She called him. She was out of control. Oh, she said he was, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she was out of control. So then we get Ace pulling into the gas station. Ace pulls into a gas break gas station. I got to assume this is a fake gas station. Um, but it's actually a great name for a fake gas station. Gas break. I'm like, eh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a gas break. So he pulls into a gas break gas station. He needs to use the bathroom. Realizes he needs to get a key. He drank 17 Cokes. Drank 17 Cokes <laughs> since we've seen him driving all night. Realizes he needs to get a key. And he just has the most awkward... Con- like, the conversation he's having with this guy just reminded me... It, 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 it's just, when you watch this, I really, I, I felt like, <laughs> here's a guy that, like, either just believes he's the king of his small town, which he might have been, or the prince of his small town, which he might have been, or he's just, like, either, he's one of three things. It's that, and he's completely oblivious to how the world operates. Or he's just the biggest dick in the world, and I really don't think he's the biggest dick in the world, so I gotta go the other way. And it's like, dude, just buy a fucking Coke. Just buy a pack of gum. Like, this isn't that hard. Like, oh, yeah. it's not that hard to use the bathroom. No. That you created this entire scenario where you end up pissing in a grate and then having to use a hose. Which, by the way, I've never really seen a hose just chilling right there by the air I was kind of wondering, yeah. I was like, that's very convenient. But, like, okay. I'm like, it's po- it's probably possible. I wouldn't see why not. Like, I'm like, it makes sense if you're going to wash the, the... Wash your car, yeah. No, no, no. Wash, like, the sidewalk. I'm like, that's clearly, like, his hose. Like, if they're yeah. going to wash... So, I'm like, that part made sense. But just this whole interaction. What'd you take from this interaction? What'd you take from this scene? Yeah, it was confusing. I don't know. First of all, this guy, like... Would the guy at the gas break really be like, there's absolutely no way you're using this bathroom, even if the guy's like, listen, I really got to pee. I used... I bought 17,000 Cokes at the last gas break. I don't know. He seemed a little bit hard about it. Like, just let the guy use the bathroom. Also, Ace, buy a pack of gum. You have money for a tent. You have money for a raincoat. I really feel like you have money for a pack of gum. Now, I'm going to say this. As a person, um, with my job, I travel a lot. So I do end up in small uh, areas or smaller towns, smaller whatever. I can say with all honesty, if I was somehow working at a gas station in that guy's position... There's no fucking way I'm letting a guy that looks like he hasn't slept, that's acting like he really has to go to the bathroom, use the bathroom without at least buying something. Because if that guy goes and takes an explosive shit all over the fucking wall and doesn't clean it and leaves, I'm stuck holding the bag. If that guy pisses everywhere, I'm stuck holding the bag. If that guy's going in there to do drugs, I'm stuck holding the bag. So I feel like Ace... In this whole interaction, it's just like, just buy a fucking pack no, of gum. No, I, I agree, should have. I just felt like they were both being silly geese and... <laughs> silly goslings? Yeah, I, I think that this scene is to show you that Ace is, like, starting to revert back to his, like, shitty childish ways, but also catching himself. And when the guy came out with a bat and saw him, like, peeing in the grate and said, wash it away, he did. He's like, okay... Ace last season would have been like, make me, right? He wouldn't have done it. He would have been like, make me. He wouldn't, or he would have jumped in his car and ran away. And his thing that he did to retaliate was to throw a few empty Coke cans into the parking lot. Like, this is not the Ace from last season. This is an Ace that is still, has that streak, but he's, he's correcting himself, right? He's like, Mm -hmm. I will wash it away. All right. You caught me. You know, that's what I caught from this scene and also the scene that's coming up with him at the diner. So, 
Yeah, that's what I took from it. And of course, the entire scene set up what could only be described as Chekhov's Dover Springs, right? Because he, he gets the brochure while Which he's I was waiting like, for the is bathroom. Is this a real place? Couldn't find it. Yeah. It's all fictional. So he gets that from using the bathroom. So that was kind of what I what I gleaned from all that is that like he needed we needed to have him stop here so he can get the brochure to continue listening to his self help book to continue along his you know journey towards a broken leg. Um, <sighs> then we get. Another scene with Willie and Constance, and I Bill. Ha- Bill, Bill, Bill. You know Willie, it is Bill. confusing that Bill and Willie basically have the same name. I wonder if that's intentional. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Um, I like the "Would you like to touch it before you go?" comment by <laughs> Bill. Yeah. And she's like, "Not in the parking lot, but like maybe later. Like I hit you up." And uh, he does get the check. So again, he gets the money for them for the appearance fee. He basically did bring them to Georgia Fair. He basically did, he did get the money, right? And he put butts in the seats. So from all we've seen now of Bill, yes, he's erratic. Yes, he's a clown. Yes, he's whatever. But he does seem to care about this league and about this family and about this town, right? So he could say one thing one way. And he does seem to have good ideas and know what he's talking about. Yeah, and we'll get to that later because yeah. the match itself and how it plays out is really actually pretty fun, and it was a good idea by Bill. Um, then we get Ace listening to the self-help book, The Journey is the Obstacle, the name of the episode, mm-hmm. and it seems to be resonating with him in a way that he needs to continue along on whatever journey he's doing. But also, okay, so he's smoking a cigarette in one hand. In the mm-hmm. other hand, he has this brochure he's reading while driving. Mm-hmm. The window's closed, so he's not ashing out. Like, I am watching that. Like, this stressed me out. I'm like, this, you're doing too many things with your You're hand. like, as someone that smoked cigarettes before and drove a car and did these things, this just doesn't work. It doesn't track. Some of it, No, you know, but it's just like, what are you doing with all your hands? Why are you reading while driving? Like, you're you're not driving the car. And then he asked Siri to define transcendent, which I thought was really cute. because they like too. on the. Yeah, because they said it. Now, I I will say, though... At least he didn't, like, type it in. At least he has Siri for it. I will say, Jen, as, um, you know, where where we came from originally, um, we're we're from Long Island, New York area originally, as you guys know from this feed. Different world out there than driving on these roads where he might be the only car for a significant area. Um, so, you know, you get, you get bad habits. I'll just leave it there. Don't defend his shenanigans. Listen, the the driving stuff is, is, I I didn't have as much of an issue with that as I had just about this whole trajectory. I just think it's showing how, like, moving forward, how just careless he is. I think it's just all to show how careless he is. Also, like, I feel like the Volvo's his mom's car, right? Because even when they show him deleting Jack's voicemails in the first scene, it's like he's deleting them while he's driving. It's all just to show how careless. But the Volvo's his mom's car. Because he, because he said last last season, when he goes to Florida Wrestling Dystopia, when he goes to Charlie Gully's house, he says that the Volvo, that he says to his buddy Big Jim, oh, we got to go, thank you for helping me go get the Volvo, right? Because the Volvo's his mom's car. So he also steals his mom's car, or it's like his mom's car that he's driving. And I wonder if well, we... Well, she clearly doesn't care. No, no, no. But I wonder if we went back and looked. I bet you in that first episode, she's driving that Volvo when she comes home. Oh, probably, yeah. We I bet you she's driving that. So, like, he's, it's not even like he has his own car. Like, he's driving his fucking mom's car. He steals his mom's car. She doesn't care. She's like, go, do your thing, whatever. 
but it's just that whole idea. Like you said, he's being reckless at his mom's car, doing his other thing. So it probably is because she probably, you know, she couldn't drive. Or she said she couldn't drive. Then we get uh, just Crystal and Bobby flirting before they go inside. Yep. I mean, it's, it's cute. She does say he's the first person to ever be in her corner. She's like, thank you for being in my corner. You're the only one who's ever been in my corner, which I, is sweet. I kind of feel like I want to know more about her backstory. Clearly, she didn't have a good upbringing or life. You know what I mean? Maybe. But I mean, I feel like this is set up for significant failure down the line. Because it's clear that Crystal is going to be successful. And who knows? I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Then we get... Um, I wrote down Willie and Jack. And now, I don't know if this is right, but I put... They were just day drinking? Like, I feel like they were casually... Unless this is supposed oh, to be, like, 5 o'clock at night. Well, because the first thing he does... He seems to do the first thing every time he gets in an office, crack a beer. Right? So he's in there drinking a beer. And I'm yeah. like, I think... This is either five at night or it's early in the morning because they didn't really say at this point um, if, you know, we knew that before he was going to work and then we see him change his shirt. So I don't really know what time this is, but I just wrote day drinking. Might not be. But last I saw, Willie was going to, you know, she was leaving her house to go to the thing. So I don't really know which which is which. And then it, it did appear like Crystal and Bobby, like it was like maybe the morning. Like it, I don't know what time everybody shows up to start training. So yeah, I have no idea. I had that, and I just had Willie, you know, being the promoter, going, well, what are we going to do now? Like, what's the ne- what am I promoting? What's the next thing? Are we going to walk this back? What are we doing? Yeah, she's complaining about the unpaid bills. She's... Yeah, and then Willie's like, all right, I'm going to go do a roundup. I'm going to get everybody together, and Jack's just calling Ace, right? Because I think Jack is, you know, obviously still trying to get in touch with Ace, still trying to figure out what's going on, still been trying like to... been a day or two. Yeah, well, that, that that's the thing. I'm like, is this now, like, the next day? Which it might be. This might be the next day. And then if it is, then it's even more awkward because then later we see him like drinking, like he's day drinking and then going to the principal's office. Like one way or another, it just seems like, seems like both him and Willie may drink while on the job, potentially. I mean, they're wrestling promoters. Like, do you think that they wouldn't drink on the job? Well, again, because... It's not like they're working in a uh, office building. Well, but the next scene is Ricky Rabies and bill that are walking into the hallway and so when they're walking in the hallway and they're talking to each other again i'm assuming it's the morning so if, if we're tracking bill gets the check bill sleeps with constance this is all the same morning so like jack is there like 11 drinking after the night before like almost getting murdered by his brother in front of everybody at the georgia state it just seems like a lot of time is nebulous which is okay it's a tv show mm-hmm. but I think it just goes to Jack's character. Like, was he day drinking before he was working at the DWL? Probably not, is what I'm getting at. But we did get Ricky Rabies and Bill, and they are, you know, doing the the classic walk and talk where they're walking in to get us to our next scene, and they're talking about some different ideas. Bill has ideas of blowing this whole thing up, right? We need a podcast. We need more... Um, we need video boards. I mean, you know, all sorts of stuff. Like, he's trying to make this big. Basically, setting up what they've already showed you at the previews, like, he's setting up the potential crossovers with Charlie Gully's uh, Florida Wrestling Dystopia because he's basically like, we need to make this be more heavily produced because we do have something here. There is good stuff here. But we need to get it better produced, right? We need to have more, a bigger budget. And Ricky Rabies is more or less like, yo, man, I'm just going to fucking park it here. Like, bring my fans, bring my thing. Like, this seems like something good is going to come with this, and we'll get some good promotion. So, what else did you take from that? Anything? No. 
I didn't even. Then we get the rest of the wrestlers waiting for the roundup, all still kind of talking, uh, watching the Charlie Gully uh, promo that he had cut that we mentioned before. Yeah. Just basically discussing, like, well, what do we do now? Like, how do we walk this back? Like, our fans are going to want more. Like, what do we do? Right? Where do we go? And then that's where we get Jack's speech. Jack mm-hmm. gives a really, really heartfelt speech to everybody, right? Yeah, he, he uh, takes credit for messing things up and, you know, screwing things up with Ace and, you know. He tells everybody how grateful he is for them and how much, you know, they're doing for the DSL, DWL, DWL. DSL. DSL. <laughs> oh, wow, take it easy. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I had him hear that he apologized to everyone about Ace for Ace. Would have been a really nice apology if Ace was there, but he wasn't. And he'll never hear this. And I think he was speaking from the heart when he was saying everything that he was saying. It just sucks that, again, things went the way they went with Ace. I don't... It's so hard. Because I really, like, the more... um, The more we have the little bit of the past, and then we get the story that we see. Like, he did do what he had to do to make the... (laughs) To make heat in the match. But it does suck that it was at his brother's expense. Yeah, like what, like... Because who else can hurt someone other than, you know, your brother in that instance, right? He knows that the guy doesn't want that. Like, so the, and it's not like the guy could just quit and leave because he's your brother. He's still your brother, right? So you're still stuck with each other sharing the same wild mother um, and having the same past trauma. So you're still in the same boat, but like, man, like that's the one thing that, that cut his brother too deep. And he had a chance when they were driving back from Florida to be like, you know, yeah, yeah, to, to own and up to it, and it wouldn't have been as bad. Uh, long story short, he basically thanks everybody, gives everybody a little bit of a thank you, but really harps on Crystal and how important it was for what Crystal did and how she helped everybody seize the moment. But now she's going to have to forfeit that belt because we got to get back to business as usual, and he's going to go write the stories, and he's going to go do the thing. I thought that was interesting for a couple different reasons. Again, last episode, or at least if you're just watching this season and you haven't even watched the first season, but last episode, they went out of their way to say that Tom Spade didn't really have things scripted. Things just kind of happened. And it appears later on in the episode when Bill has his notebook and with what Jack said about his dad, that his dad didn't listen to anybody, that also appears that Bill's in a similar position to Jack, right? That he has all these great ideas with no one to listen to him. Yeah. And his partner being Tom at the time, because the three of them kind of made it, Tom, Willie, and Bill, didn't listen to him. Because he's got, he's like, I have all these nights on the road. I have all these things. And we'll get to that scene later. Like, I have all these nights on the road, all the stuff. Like, I have all these ideas. Like, I have them. They're not all great, but we can use some of them and we can make this work because I've, I've lived this, right? And I feel like that's the thing is like Tom didn't want to listen to anybody or take anybody's input and kind of kept it in the past and in the dark. And Jack is repeating those mistakes in in a certain way, but not listening to everybody. But also he is adapting because he is actually writing this down. So I thought that that was interesting uh, for when the two of them do end up actually teaming up. But Jack and Crystal have their moment in the hallway with basically Crystal being like, yo, like I said that. Like, this is, isn't right. Like, I did this and blah, 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 blah. Like, I jumped up and helped and helped us in this moment that we needed it. And you're just taking the belt away from me. Like, that's not fair. And Jack's just basically like, didn't you come to my house and cry about how you do anything for this? 
and I'm telling you what to do, and I get, I told you you're a wrestler, and now I'm, like, this is what I'm telling you to do, you know, and he went, he didn't go so far as to give her, like, the partnership angle, where, say, like, trust me, he's just like, I'm telling you what to do, you're either gonna do it or you're not, like, that's it, and I think that part's really, I think that's what's cool about, you know, if you know a little bit about the industry and, and stuff like behind the scenes stuff, want to watch any of that is like, that's the idea, right? Like he's in charge. So he's like, I'm the boss. Like at the end of the day, we might all be working together, but I'm the boss. Like I'm telling you what to do. You do what I'm telling you to do. You don't worry why I'm telling you to do it. Like, what did you take from that interaction? Um, yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree. I, I agree with everything you just said. Because my, my two notes for these these two things is that Jack run, runs a ma- master class on Crystal and the audience, and then Willie runs a master class on Crystal and the audience. Yeah. Because yeah. Jack is... Jack is... I mean, it seems a little harsh. But it's not. It is, but it's not. It seems more... I think Willie's a little harsh. Like, I feel like Willie is a little harsher. Than, I mean, like, I get where Jack's coming from. Like, I just opened... I, you know, like, I just... Well, Willie's clearly jealous. That, Willie's clearly jealous of Crystal. You know, I wonder if the reason they have basically, like, the same hairstyle, like, there's a lot of things about, like, about them that are a little bit similar. Like, if, like, they both have long, blonde, wavy, curly hair. Like, that's a very specific look, and they both have very similar hair. And I kind of wondered if it was intentional so that you draw, like, a parallel between them. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't... I, the, see, the, the parallel that I draw between them is that... I, it's not that I draw a parallel. What I see in Crystal is I see what I believe is supposed to be Willie. Like like who she wishes that she right. was. Like she right. wishes that she was in Crystal's position. And I she believe... was younger. She was had these opportunities. And I think that a lot of her anger towards... Or not anger, but a lot of the aggression towards Crystal is because she's like, you had these opportunities that I didn't have back... Exactly. 20 years ago. And you're just taking them for granted. But meanwhile, Crystal does live in a trailer and has been working her ass off to get here, too. So that's kind of not really fair. Not that living in a trailer is bad. I'm just saying she's clearly struggling. She had that weird thing with the gambling. Like, I wonder if that's going to come back up. Like, Crystal doesn't seem to have family. You know, like, she seems like she has a pretty lonely, sad life where she's struggling. This is the only thing she cares about. So, like, I mean... I will say that one thing about the gambling that I tracked, not to interrupt, but the one thing about the gambling that I tracked is that when she did do that, it was to get the money for Bobby Pin. Oh, yeah. For his costume. Yeah. So, because at first I thought like, oh, okay. So, like, her deal is like, she's got a gambling problem. But then I was like, or maybe she does, maybe she does, but doesn't, it's casual, whatever, just knows people because she used that money to buy his costume. That's right. Because they were watching it together and they're like, oh, we, we made enough money to buy the costume, to, the materials for the costume. Clearly she's, you know, she's starting. And I think the thing about it is like, she's supposed to be our eyes into this entire world. Absolutely. And I think that Willie is just so wildly jealous of her youth. Funny though. And her looks and her skills. And I think it's those three things that you're seeing from that older generation where she's just, because she's just hammering her. Like you're a valet, you're nothing, you're not a wrestler. And then you find out that she was a valet for not only Bill, but also Tom. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because when you look at their lives, they're like polar opposites because Crystal has the talent. She's getting the spotlight. She's doing the thing in the ring. She lives alone in a tiny little place that's clearly kind of like doesn't have money, pretty poor, where Willie lives in this big, beautiful house, has a family, but that doesn't fill her up because she doesn't have the one thing that she wanted, right? So it's it's funny. They have like completely polar opposite existences. I would, I would imagine that Crystal 
may not want to change space change places with Lily, but Lily probably does want to change places with Crystal. 100%. She wants to go back in time 20 years, 30 mm-hmm. years. She wants to have this whole opportunity and live this whole wild life. And I don't even know if Crystal wants to live a wild life. That it appears that Willie was living with, with the guys and doing the things. Like, I think Crystal, Crystal similar to Ace, is just, like, green. She just really loves wrestling and loves the escapism of it. Yeah. And the theater of it. I don't even think she necessarily is like, yo, I, like, she's aspiring to be Bill. It's just, Bill can see she's got it. Willie can see she's got it. The only person, up until maybe just now, that could see it is Jack. Because Jack is focused on the story that him and Ace are going to tell to save their dad's promotion. Yep. And he couldn't see Rooster. He can't see Crystal. He can't see anything. But now he has to because he's there. But now he has to. Right. Um, Also, like, with Crystal, when you're saying living a wild life, like, you kind of get the feeling that Willie was kind of living a wild life. You don't Mm -hmm. know. And clearly her and Bill had something real. But with Crystal, she wasn't, like, banging Ace because she wanted to be with the top guy. Like, she really cared about him. And she just yes. wanted to be with him. Yes. Like, she just wanted something. And now, like, she has, like, a little budding romance with Bobby. It's not because she's trying to be, like, the hoe of DWL or anything. It's because, like, she genuinely is, like, looking for it. You could tell she wants that connection. Well, she wa- she just yes. wants somebody. Like, she's, you know. Yeah. She's our, again, she's our avatar into the world. And you're going, if all I'm doing is spending all this time around these people and not making money. And then, you know, you, we already know Crystal works at a, at a gas station mm-hmm. with a car wash. So, like, it's not like she's, you know, or at least they haven't shown us, you know, she's not going to school to be a nurse. And this is just something she does on the weekends. It's like she's kind of a little rudderless at this point, maybe. And... This is what she's got. And so when you're in that world, you're going to end up with people in that world that also this is what they got, right? Because Bobby Pin, we know, worked at a strip club, right? That's what we know he was doing in this town. We know he's got his, his um, you know, camper that is parked in front of the fucking stadium. No, his camper is dope. But th- we know that's what he's doing, chasing whatever dream, you know? And again, it's just young kids chasing dreams. Whereas yeah. someone like Jack is, it, it, it appears increasingly that Jack is circling a nightmare, Right. Other people are chasing a dream and he's just like living this same hell over and over again. That's getting incrementally worse and worse and worse. But um, we go from Jack running that masterclass on her to Willie running a masterclass on her. And I I took from that. Willie mentioned the Care Bear boots, which I thought was funny because I did see those when she was coming in. But, you know, Willie said she lost her life to this business and. Gave her the, you know, the kind of the the pep talk to be like, you know, this isn't just this, right? There are other things that are involved here. And I think the most important thing that Willie said, and again, you know, Jack basically saying, you told me you do whatever, and now I'm telling you what to do. I think the most important thing that Willie said here was, can you even go 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Have you even wrestled? Like, what's your cardio? What what can you do? And I think that that's really important because it does seem like she's a bitter woman, but then she's 100% right. Yeah. You know, it does seem like Jack is a little bit like whatever, but he was also right. Because he's like, I have to answer for what happened. So I need this from you to do this yeah. in whatever way like, he was going to do it. Like, it's a beautiful, like, story, but also the valet can't just win the belt. And then That's not in the match, belt. because you have yeah. to explain it. Because yeah. the whole point about wrestling is that you have to tell a story, and the story has to continue. And I think that's the greatest part of this episode. I think that's his biggest strength. Is you're seeing that the story has to continue because it never ends. You have to get people in for the next show. And how do you do that? And how do you do that? And 
that's what made uh, you know the promotion up north so big and that's what makes you know people like us enjoy it because it continues mm-hmm. well okay so we had this weird thing happen well you know now i gotta tune in on friday to find out what happens next you know i gotta show up to be like well why did we do that even if i don't like the answer then i could decide if i want to get off the ride or not but you have to bring me back in you have to circle me back in right so <laughs> what that's the scene that's about to happen jack and carol the woman is filling boxes with rocks. Uh-huh. So they, she, is it people that sent her junk mail? Is that what she's doing? I think so. Some, people sent her some sort of, I think people sent her junk mail. And here, she's responding by sending them back a box of rocks. But like, sending them in a way where I think that she's doing the thing where you can make like, um... She stole their label to send it back to them in their label. So she's not paying for this box of rocks. She's just like, here you go. Like, she's returning something. But then they something. have to pay for the rocks. Like, so I think that she's, like, reverse sending it. Like, you know, if you want to send something for free, you just put the address you want it to go to as, like, the return address. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you don't put post on it, that's where it'll wind up, right? Like, that's not... I've never done that. But this is what you get. But I think that's, like, what she's doing. So then they'll have to pay the post office for mailing rocks. Mm-hmm. Like... It just shows the insanity of this woman. She's she's ridiculous. Uh, this I, is my favorite part of the whole episode because, like, it's just a small little thing that just shows how angry and, like... <laughs> bitter. She's bitter. She's so bitter and she just wants to revenge on everybody. I, like, what? <laughs> she just hates every bit of her existence that <laughs> she's, she's found herself fucking in. fucking rocks to people. But she supports Ace and she's told Jack, Jack, Ace is gone. And he's like, well, where'd he go? And she's, you know, it's Jack in his mind. Oh, he's gone camping. And she's like, no, he took his Xbox, man. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. He took his Xbox. That's serious. Because Ace and his Xbox. I could say if Ace is in, if Ace is between 22 and 27, the most important thing he owns is that Xbox. Like if as I... A, as someone that was there, that's the most important thing I had was my PlayStation or my mm-hmm. Xbox at that time. Anything else... I don't actually need, but I need that because that has all of my, even though it has nothing, it has everything, right? Because the reality is that's your gateway into escapism, right? Here's my video games and it has all my data and has all my stuff. And if I don't have that, like if I take that, that's, I could end up anywhere and I have a fresh, clean start because I have the one thing I need. But Jesus Christ, Ace, you don't need that to go camping. Alternate episode name. He took his Xbox. That's it. 100%. I 100% <laughs> agree. And that's really what I took from this. They, they banter back and forth. Carol's kind of happy that he left. And Jack is like, but no, he went camping. He went camping. He's like, nah, bro. He's fucking gone. Then we go back to Ace. And we get this weird uh, dine and dash sequence where Ace is in, alone in a cash-only establishment, which he's told by the waitress. Like, it's cash-only, cash-only, cash-only. No Venmo, no bullshit. Like, you give us cash. There's a gentleman sitting next to him. I think he's holding the Bible. I feel like he's holding the Bible. Or he's got a Bible. Oh, I didn't he's even eating see alone. the Bible. I thought he's, a book. When he gets in his car, he's got a book. So I assume it's probably a Bible. Really? The way he's... Because the way he's interacting with him, it offers him the free meal. Like, and 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 then still doesn't... Like, still says, take the money. It, it seems you know to me really that he cool was like about, a, a religious man. You know what's really cool about us watching the show is that I don't... I mean, aside from the obvious, like, Cain and Abel... Um, reference which bill outwardly says the words Cain and Abel like I don't notice any of the like religious um parallels Mm -hmm. and you notice them which I think is cool because they're definitely there I just don't view things really through that lens you know 
the the two big I know I because that, that's that, cool that's because cool I saw him did. sitting there alone and I'm like okay so what I took from that guy is that that, that like, I thought he was reading like you know uh, why is the only word I can think of Mary Higgins Clark you know when you're trying to I was gonna say like James Patterson but. honestly I I took from that guy and again I could be completely wrong we might never see that character again but this is the backstory I had of that character that character is like um like a parallel to the movie signs mel gibson's preacher character that's wife died sure. except he doesn't like not care like he's just sitting there alone eating and he's offering to buy someone who doesn't even know a meal because he overhears the person's just ordering toast because they don't have any money or assumes they don't have any money he looks at him and goes this guy clearly hasn't slept because we haven't seen a sleep yeah. now it's the next night so he's been up for days it was literally in a fist fight earlier so i mean this is a Hollywood produced show, so he doesn't look as bad as he probably would really look, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a, a Swedish dude pretending to be a, a Southern dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, talk. He's Canadian. Canadian. Oh, cool. I, I thought with his last name in Swedish. But right, I did too, and then cool. I looked it up and he's But, like, he's just clearly not, like, I know what that guy smells like or should smell like at that point. He yeah, never yeah. took a shower after wrestling around yeah. a dude that shit himself. Like, I'm just saying, there's a lot here. Around a dude that shit <laughs> There's just a, there's a stench. I don't think he rolled around him. in it. But... No, but he was, I mean, they were, ro- they, it was close. Ugh. So a, a lot going on here. And I just feel like, you know, he's offering to buy him a meal. And he's like, no. But then for whatever reason, he, you know, then, the, then he gets up as the man goes to the bathroom or whatever it is and just takes the money. Or the man's leaving and he... he no, t- the man leaves. He goes to pay the bill. He just leaves the money on the table. On the table. Yeah, and then Ace, Ace takes it, walks out, gets into his car somehow faster than however this guy... Because he must have went. He must have left the money and went to the bathroom and then went out. Because somehow Ace gets the money, walks out, and is in his car yeah. as he sees the interaction of the waitress. He's yelling at him and he's holding that book in his hands. Um, the big takeaway I took is that Ace just immediately went back at him and said, you know, I'm not some runaway, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like... You're too old to be a runaway. And I thought that was really important because it's like, yeah, he... Back in the restaurant. In the restaurant with the gentleman that offered to buy him a meal because it's like, no, he looked at you and like kind of took pity on you because you're not a runaway, right? He's not trying to help you because you're a runaway. And I don't think he was trying to help you because you were lonely. I think he was trying to help you because literally, like... I think it really just shows that Ace looks at himself as like a little kid. A kid. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm not a runaway. And the guy's like, I didn't think you were. You know, like you're, like cl- a, you're clearly, an, you're adult. clearly an adult, right? Like, yeah. so and I think that's the thing that, you know, just gets lost on Ace. Uh, it ends up being that the guy ends up double paying. He pays again. Ace has the money. The guy offers him. This is now you need the money. And then the guy leaves. Well, because Ace is like, I don't know why I did this. And he goes, give the money back. And the guy's like, I did. You think the world owes you something. Mm-hmm. So you keep it. And then he like left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ace goes in and he puts it in the tip jar. Mm-hmm. And still doesn't eat. And he does not eat and he leaves. Yeah. Which, ugh, the only thing about this is that, like, and I guess it doesn't matter because it is, like, a roadside stop that you're probably not getting regulars, right? But I'd be like, hey, I took the money. Sorry about that. Here. I would have told the people at the restaurant, in case this guy, like, comes in all the time, you don't think he's, like, some scumbag that actually, like, walked out on his bill. You know? But... He still did the right thing. He gave it as a tip. So. But I think it was pretty clear that he wasn't because the way the waitress dressed him down was not, was like she didn't know him. That's true. You're right. You're so right. like, cause I was looking for that interaction too, especially on the second watch. I was like, is that? And I'm like, no, it's yeah. definitely not. Cause the way she yelled at him, it's like, oh, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she wouldn't do that if there was someone you knew. But like, come on, dude. Like you didn't, you know, come on, come on, Tom. You know, you, you didn't pay the bill. You're right. 
you know, she didn't address him by his name. So it just seemed two weary travelers, two people going in different directions, right? He's there. He's got his book, which, again, the book was on the table and the book was in his hand. So that's why I felt like it was probably like a Bible. because. But, like, if you read a regular book, you could put it on the table and also put it in your hand. You know, a lot of times, though, I feel like when you're reading a regular book, um, in a show anyway, they kind of go out of their way to show you something with it and i feel like the way he was holding it and the way it was i i just got the feeling he was a religious person because he real truly ace looked at it and said you're trying to do something with me and the guy's like no i'm just trying, I'm to, just help trying to help you yeah, and that's why i got that religious and, and yeah. there is tons of different religious di- discussions throughout the episodes carol's obviously very religious and you could tell that ace doesn't want to be involved in any religious stuff so you can kind of see all those things um i think ace is gonna have a lot of discussions with god next episode so think, we'll see how that works. I think this is another example of how Ace reverts back to when he was like a shitty dude doing shitty things, acting entitled and, you know, being basically a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then like flipping on that behavior instead yep. of being like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go with his money. He feels bad. And he goes up to the guy and he's like, yeah, I, I I'm it's sorry, here's your money. Yeah, yeah you're, you're seeing him growing, but it's, you know, that's it. That's all I'd say. It's his it's slow growth, but then, you know, we'll, we'll get it's back slow. to his, his... But isn't that more, like, real, right? When they show people that just have these, like, 180s in movies and TV shows, it's like, that's well, not it's... really as real as what growth actually looks like. Growth what... looks like going forward and then falling behind and then going a little bit like it's not just linear and it's not just one way when we get to the end of the episode you can really kind of see that the arc that he took over whatever amount of time is pretty significant little events to have happened right the the incident at the gas station where he went one way then we have this then we're going to get the scene in the the uh, camping store and then finally we're going to get him you know at the end falling so a lot that's going on there but crystal's training montage so we have her um, basically just doing exactly what Willie said, right? Yeah, yeah, which feels good. It's like, okay, she listened. She said, okay, I'm going to work on my cardio. She's mm-hmm. laughing. She has a good attitude. And I'm like, cool. And again, showing everybody working with her and everybody together. Like, she is one of the wrestlers. She's there. I feel there. like if I got dressed down like that, I'm done. I'm gone. You'll never see me again. Like, so it makes me feel like she's she's got the thing, right? She's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I can take criticism. I can show up. I can apologize. I can take credit for my misbehavior. Me, I'm. You're not gonna see me again. But the whole thing when when you when <laughs> you're done. when you're watching the story as they're telling it as a show and then as also like in in universe when you're watching the show, it's a great show. But then when you realize and step back and you break the fourth wall like Willie did with her and Jack did with her, but what do you do now? That's a great show. But then like then we have to fold up everything if we continue to go along with that. None of that makes any sense. We have to now make this make sense. So I thought that part was really cool. Oh, 100%. so that's that's why I'm like she's clearly bought in. She's hundred yeah. percent in. She's working on it. Um I do enjoy the can you go fifteen minutes with me to Diego? That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then I just have is a special number two. So this is the <laughs> is a special watch. Ace is talking to a gentleman at um This makes me love Ace. Like he's just He's at like a camping store. He's completely oblivious to everything. He's like, I want to go to Dover Springs. The guy's like, there's fucking bears. He's like, there's bears there. You should probably get bear spray. A lot of bears. He's like, does this rain jacket like work? He's like, does this jacket work? And the guy's like, 
it's work for, for what? It's for rain. Every rain jacket stops rain getting on you, right? So he's got the rain jacket issue. He's got. He's the, like, so you're going camping? Do you have, do do you you have, have boots? boots? Do you have a tent? And he's like, do you have, have these... bear spray? He's like, there's bears. Yeah, he's like, I have this broken in shoes, and they're like, don't use like tennis shoes while you're camping, which you know, Chekhov's tennis shoes. <sighs> the guy tells him it's rough terrain like you don't need to go out there blah 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 and you know it just sets up what's it's funny because this guy's end. like i don't like camping i just work at the store he's like i just i have a, an ex-wife i have to pay alimony that's what he says don't get married so i thought that was all funny because it's all I true agree because every time i go into a camping store i always think to myself or any like a dicks or whatever you're in the camping section and you're always like do you really care that much you're always like does the person really care that much and this guy really Told it like it was, like, dude, I'm just working a job. Like, I could tell you it's a raincoat. Raincoats work. Why are you asking me if a raincoat works? You know, all I know is that the place you're going, there's bears. Get bear spray. Bears will attack you. Like, you don't have a tent. You don't have, you know, you don't have <laughs> shoes. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to die, basically. So then we get the next scene. Crystal's leaving the belt with Bobby, which I thought was. Yeah, she left it on Jack's desk yep. with a sticky note that says, sorry about yesterday. Yeah, so again, she's So then you know this is the next day. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all I have here, and I'll let you cook with this, but my notes here is just... (laughs) What does mine say? Mine says Jack's cringe shiner. Mine says yikesies. Then cringe school talk. He gets destroyed by the principal. And the social worker's talking about his violent behavior. Yeah. And, like, I get the social worker... Starts off by saying, you know, we're kind of concerned that there might be more like a, an issue with Thomas, especially with his proximity to professional wrestling. So I could understand as like a proud person, especially like a proud father, proud man. And like that's his livelihood and that was his dad's livelihood and that's his thing. That's basically Jack's whole identity at this point. And she's like, that thing, that thing that you do and you love and you've given up your life for, um, that's giving your son mental problems, I can understand why he doesn't respond well to it. I just wish he responded a little bit better, you know? Well, I think it just goes to, and then the next scene wraps into it too, but I think it goes to the whole, this entire family is fucking racked from Tom killing himself. Because last, you know, when your grandmother is telling you that your grandfather, that you're talking about how you loved him, is burning in hell, like in last season at the dinner, when she made that dinner, and she's 100% serious. And she will not talk about it, not deal with it, not do anything about it. It really is setting a tone for this kid's life. And again, from I'm assuming we're going to get more flashbacks or more info here. But like, it appeared that they had a life somewhere else. They come back here and now in the past year, yeah. you know, or you whatever get, amount of time. You don't get any real breadcrumbs in this episode about the past. But what I thought was interesting in this scene was that the um, the school psychologist was blaming professional wrestling. And when they when Jack and Stacy had the conversation with Thomas about how violence is not what we do, it's not how you solve things. He's like, "Well, you know, I, dad punched Ace at the hospital." Mm-hmm. So like it has nothing to do with the professional well, wrestling. It has to do with Jack's actual behaviors in real life. Yeah, and and I I thought that was interesting too because when they're saying that, like you said, they're referencing what they see. Mm-hmm. And they're not understanding that has nothing to do with it. Right. It's He's actual... seeing his father commit these acts of yep. violence yep. against his uncle. And then his father defending it by saying, well, he, you know, he broke 
Bobby's leg. leg. So right. now you're seeing your uncle, who you would like admire, mm-hmm. break somebody's leg mm-hmm. over a girl if you even realize that that's the reason. And then your dad punching him. So you're all these people rationalizing why they think they should be allowed to commit these acts of violence on other people because of things that upset them. You're, you're, you know what I mean? It's not because they're defending themselves. It's not because they're in a boxing match. It's because I don't like what you did, so I'm going to be violent, right? Which is the exact, you know, Your grandfather committed suicide that destroyed your this entire family. So you mm-hmm. start there and then roll all the way down, right? So these, these acts of violence that these family members are committing on each other, like that has nothing to do with wrestling. It has nothing to do with video games. It has nothing to do with movies. It has nothing to do with whatever. What the guy does in his off time has nothing to do with what he's doing yeah. in his actual it's life. It's funny because that's what they say about children, that they really watch everything you do. Mm-hmm. And if you want your kid to exercise and eat healthy... You got to exercise. You got to eat healthy. If you want them to treat people with kindness, you have to treat people with kindness. And you're seeing, even though Jack is a good guy, right? And his intentions are usually in a good place, usually. When he acts out of rage or whatever and is violent or is a dick, the kid sees it. And the kid picks up on it. And the kid wants to be like his dad, of course. So, you know. And then when they, you know, I I, I did catch, you know, quite a parallel, too, when they're like, well, we're going to end up with a school shooter. Is that what you want? You want this to escalate to that? And Jack's like, are we talking about school <laughs> shooting? Just ask me if I want there to be a school shooting. <laughs> yeah. Just... And, and I just thought about that. And I said, you know, it, it's such a it's such a truth about kind of where things, unfortunately, are in our, I think, in like everybody's general conversation where you're like, well, this could lead to that. And, mm-hmm. and like, you're not talking about the maybe 20 other steps that get there. Cause yes, I feel like this kid is on a bad path, but the bad path he's on has nothing to do with wrestling. And it has to do with his home life, right? which they can see, but they're not understanding that it's not, <laughs> it's not what's going on Sunday at the Duffy Dome. It's what's going on at home specifically. Right. Like, And these people home. don't, they're on such opposite ends of the coin where yep. they can't have a real conversation because Jack and Stacy, especially Stacy is really just trying to make these people happy, appease them. No, mm-hmm. we understand this is bad, blah, blah, blah. Like we just want Thomas back in school. Like we've talked to him and she did talk to him about violence and all these things are true. But instead of being like, Hey, you know, it's, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of shit going on, starting with my father-in-law's suicide, and this has really torn the family apart, and we're really trying, like, they're just trying to make it seem like everything's okay, and the school people are completely blind to the fact that, like, shit happens, and, like, you know what I mean? They're just like, well, you know, we don't, it, it's just two opposite but ends a, of the But at of the, the end spectrum. of the day, though, the end of the day, and, you know, you just go back to, you go back to the circle, you can't tell someone like Jack who grew up in the way that he grew up and and is who he is as a person with someone that's not going to back down. You can't tell him that then the next generation, his son, when someone tells him to go fuck himself, punches him in the face and it's like, oh, okay. Like, he's never going to understand that lesson. And I think that that goes into the next scene where Jackie is talking about how he hasn't really dealt with any of his grief. He's talking to Stacy and he's like, I'm a broken person. I just yeah. can't figure any of this oh, out. Oh, she is so line. mad at him. Yeah. And he's Rightfully like, so. yeah, but also like I, he's being honest and he's like, you know, my brother's gone, all these things. Like I fucked everything. I can't do anything right. I'm just a guy. Like yeah. I can't do anything right anymore. He's like, I'm just a dude. Yeah. I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude. And I thought that was really and important. And I felt bad for him. I was like, you know, that is true. This shit is all really hard. And Stacy did leave, you know, and I get why she left and I get mm-hmm. why she took the son and I was on her side. But now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe she, you know, 
Maybe she should come. They back. had a fire in their house because there were squirrels in the attic eating the wires, and he didn't do anything. He's like, "I'm gonna call somebody and like do yeah. all these things." And like, that's like a real. You go just go to like that one moment to be like, she had to take care of the problem. No, that is actually why it. it deep down I don't like her because she shot that squirrel. Who then ended up setting their house on fire? So I mean, it's well, a, it's a circle. they were like, "You shot my friend. Now we're gonna set your house on fire." Like, what well, do you think I, is gonna I I think this was an important important scene here because again, I think it is getting into maybe we will get some breakthroughs with some of these characters where they do realize that like their grieving needs to go to a different level in order for them to come back and ground themselves in reality because they do have family. They have two different families. They have a found family in the DWL and all the people that are really starting to enjoy it, and then they have this family. And they really got to focus on that because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't be beating the shit out of your brother all the time, all around town. So nothing has been fixed. Jack and Stacy still living separate lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looks like Thomas is going to get back to school. So That's nice. Then I have Ace. That's nice. What's Ace up to? He's hiking in the woods. There's birds chirping. There's happy music. He is wearing the rain jacket. He has a backpack. Um... So he got himself some provisions, but you see he's still wearing the Adidas. He's not, he Mm -hmm. didn't get hiking boots. Um, so, you know, he did, he, he half-assed the, the, the hiking gear. But he's doing his thing. But he did, you know, so he's doing his thing. He seems to be finding peace out there. You know. Then we move on to Bill and Jack, which I thought was, again, one of the keys in the episode that I was talking about before. We get Bill and Jack in Jack's office. Bill's got his notebook. Basically comes to him and says, I've had 7,000 nights on the road. I have these ideas. I've written them down in these books. We have some of the pieces here. We can make this work, but you have to let me help you. Like, you know, you can't be like your dad. He said that. You can't be like him. You have to let me help. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I think that's so important because from where we first meet Bill, we are basically led to believe that Bill is just the biggest piece of shit on the planet, left everybody behind, used the DWL to get famous, and forgot about everybody. But clearly this character, he's broken. And he's broken from Willie. He is probably a piece of shit. I'm not saying he's not. Right? And he, and he's, he's shown us with Ace that he's living his life like he's a heel. Like that's how he lives his life. Because he's just always on. But he was at Jack's funeral. And he was at that memorial show. And he did go and do these things. It's just, at Tom's funeral, I'm sorry. It's just Jack never saw it. Yeah. Because Jack couldn't see it because he had blinders on and he was too focused on something else, right? Uh, yeah, like the fact that his dad just killed himself. Yeah, he was he was focused but on But also, it. I, you know, I mean, I think that whatever, whenever we do see the falling out between um, Tom and Bill, which I think we will, maybe not this season, but a season, I think we'll see the falling out between those characters. I do think we will. And when we do, I think it's going to shed a light into why Bill didn't talk to Tom or, or bury the hatchet. I think it's going to be a, a significant thing. So, news to say, it appears that Jack is going to listen to him. So now they're going to cut this fucking promo. Mm -hmm. This promo, fucking ridiculous if I'm watching, like, you know, a small promotion or whatever. Basically, they blame the ref, Bobby Pin, for doing whatever. And Bobby Pin's like, I retire. Like, like when he just muttered, I retire from refing, I laughed each time. Right? I don't know if you caught that, but they're (laughs) like, oh, you know, it's the ref's fault. He's like, I retire. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Bobby Finn. Bobby Finn. And long story short here, we get our appearance of our announcer, apparently, because we're also on TV, of uh, the local pawn shop guy, who we're just going to call Jack Tony till we get his, his name straight. So Jack Tony, the president here, is just... He sets up all the different characters. Like, hey, it, mm-hmm. it would appear that Crystal 
may or may not have drugged Bill to make him shit himself. So that's terrible. Yeah, because she was still working with Ace. She was still working with mm-hmm. Ace. They've been together, whereas Ace, nobody knows. And Bill is has been aggrieved, and he needs to have his triple threat match. He needs to, to get his chance back in a ladder match to get that belt back against Jack. Jack only agrees because Bill's going to sue him. So it's just the, the ratcheting. It's so good. Each level of this just makes it be so, it makes it seem so calculated because of how stupid it is, like how silly it is, that everything had an explanation, right? They left no stone unturned. No, it was good. Like the ref who was a wrestler who got his leg broken in the ring, he's just, I'm done. I can't be a ref, right? Crystal clearly is the one that poisoned Bill in order to get the belt because she's working with Ace, right? So everything is all connected to all the people together. Right. And we announced that we're going to have this big triple threat match. And then Crystal says, I'm not Bunny Bombshell or Tits McGee Mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm Crystal Tyler. So Mm -hmm. she makes her own name, like, which is her name. But she, Mm -hmm. you know, names herself as herself which goes well no but it goes back to willie because willie was like do you have a gimmick do you have anything who are you what are you right so she's done all of those things yep and we see that awesome i thought it was great especially like for tv it's great because it's like okay like if i was in that town and i was into this i'd be like oh okay it does appear they're cooking there's something that they want to see yeah and then they invite ace in they Mm -hmm. say ace Come come to the triple threat match. It's a triple threat match. Come, don't come. We don't know where he is. Nobody's um, seen him in town. And it ends with him in the woods watching this promo on his phone. Mm-hmm. So he still cares. He's still invested. He's still invested. He's still checking it out. Yeah. Standing room only. Yeah. Willie comes to Jack. Jack's in his gear. Willie comes to Jack. Hey, you sure you're good with the finish? You sure with, you're good with all this stuff? You sure you're okay with everything? He's like, yeah, I'm ready. They go down. And we get the match. The match starts. Bill, Jack in the ring. And they're looking for the third participant. Open challenge. Crystal's up in the rafters. Engage with the crowd. She's got a contract. She's a person. She's her. Let her go. Let her cook. She wants in. Mm-hmm. They agree to get her in. Um, the spots that she has with both of them are classic kind of triple threat spots where, you know, you don't really have everybody beating each other up. Like, she kind of throws Bill out of the ring. Bill gets all sorts of fucked up, taken off on a stretcher immediately, which is hysterical because, again, you look at Bill and you're like, as a person, you could still do it. As a hype beast, you can still do it. But you can't wrestle for 30 minutes, right? This guy can't really wrestle. No. So you got to kind of throw him out. It's great. Then she's going back and forth with Jack, beats up on Jack. He's going to go get the belt. Bill comes back, pushes her off, but she still gets the belt and fucking bungees across back into the other side of the crowd to be like, I am the champion. Fucking cool. Cool yeah, match. Yeah, she like climbs across the cable. The cool spot. best part is the commentary. Uh, uh, like well, commentators. Yeah. So the commentators, I think that was Ricky Rabies. I think it, it was. It was Ricky Rabies. So it's Ricky Rabies and I don't remember that guy's name, but we'll get I, that for next week. Yeah, I don't remember his name, um, but he's that guy. I'm going to call him Jack Tony. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so he's like the you know sponsor the DWL the pawn shop guy. Like when she takes the ladder, the guy goes, "Oh, looks like she's been to Home Depot before." <laughs> yeah, like he's just saying such such like so such Jim Ross things, such like funny th- just funny commentary that really yeah brings you into it. So she wins, <clears throat> and then we get our scene of Ace. Um, I don't know where were we? Oh yeah, so they're celebrating. Crystal in the back, and then she has this moment where, like, she's hugging everybody. She hugs Bobby Pin, 
And then she, like, hugs Willie, and you could tell Willie is super uncomfortable, like, why are people hugging me? And then Bill hugs Willie, and Willie's like, okay, this is a lot of hugs, but, like, I'll hug you. And then Crystal and Jack have a moment where she, like, shakes his hand, and then she hugs Jack. So you just feel, like, really happy for Crystal, and that she, almost like she's never, like, you don't know her backstory, but it almost seems like this is the first time she's had anything close to a family like this. That's what it feels like. It feels like she's had a very lonely life, right? I get that, but the other thing that I get from this moment and the other thing I get from this spot is that, you know, again, to go back to the last episode, they're talking about how what Jack wants to do is make this successful. He's made it successful by not including Ace, which is what his dad said not to do. So it's almost... I don't like this because you keep going back to his dad and I have I have beef with his dad. I get it. But what I'm saying is <laughs> like, when you see it, it's like, right, the evolution that Tom couldn't see, that other people couldn't see, that maybe wasn't even there yet because Crystal was just a fan. But this is the evolution. Right. He wants Ace to have it because he wants his brother to be successful. His brother's super athletic. Everybody loves him in the town. And maybe he does have it. Or maybe he doesn't because he's too thin-skinned. Think about all the shit, as you said, that Crystal has been shoveling to get to this. This is a dream that she has. This is a game for Ace. And I think that's what's really important is that he as a person has not really grown. And I hope that we do see more growth from him as the season goes on, which I do think that we will. You know, wrestling is something he can do. But not everybody that's a second generation wrestler is just somebody that's made out to do it and be successful, right? You know, Crystal loves it. And that's what you see here. Because she loves it and that passion, it's giving everyone in that building and everyone in that locker room like a reason to realize that we're here. Like there's something here. And, you know, later on in the season, we've already seen they're going to bring in other wrestlers, you know, real wrestlers and other people to kind of flesh out this women's division. So it's really going to be pretty cool because you can see that's where they're going and Mm -hmm. hopefully Jack embraces it. But the last scene that we get is we get Ace listening to a voicemail in the middle of the night. Listen to Jack's voicemail that he left him before they went on. And yeah, he slips. Because he walks to the edge of a cliff. Why are we doing this, Ace? Why? It's dark. I thought he was going to get attacked by a bear, but he slips. If he got attacked by the bear, like that would have be been so stupid. If the bear was like the bear from, I can't. like, like what if it was like, like cocaine like, bear? No, what if it was like Richie from like the bear, the TV show, you know, he's just out there just like in the woods. Funny. That'd be fun. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so he slips, his phone is at the top of the ravine and he falls down. I'm assuming he's probably broken his leg. He, he lands on like a little like ledge. like Yeah, a on a little ledge lit so he doesn't die. I'm assuming he's probably broken his leg. He yeah, starts it yelling. Like he broke his leg. And uh, it's going to be his uh, 27 hours here. 48 hours, whatever the fuck that, 127 hours where he's got to figure it out how to climb himself, pull himself back up to get his phone to call for help to get out of the wood predicament that he's left himself in. Yep. Episode ends. Who's your MVP of the episode? Mm-hmm. Crystal. Yep. easy because she has the most growth the the biggest arc and she really follows through and ends up winning the title on her own on her own merit and with her own performance as opposed to not necessarily stealing the performance but saving the performance like jack had said in the episode right 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 who is the best dressed i'm gonna give it to crystal it's fair i'll take it she had the fun boots then she had the cool like cargo pant outfit like she you know like like kind of like a lita homage right almost yeah i mean we're in jankos but like that you know that like yeah what are you most excited for 
next week, next episode? What are you What are you keeping your eye on? Well, according to this episode, or according to the trailers that we've seen, both. There's kind of like a. It looks like there's going to be a collaboration mm-hmm. with um, Charlie Gully's mm-hmm. Stitch with uh, Crystal and stuff, and I think that looks like it's going to be cool. I also hope I get some more insight on what. On some of these backstories. I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. I want to know the backstories. What's going on with Willie? What's her backstory? What, what was going on with, um, Willie and Tom? Like what was going on with Tom and Jack? Like, I want to know these things. Crystal, her backstory, Stacy's backstory. Give me some backstories. In ring stuff, I'm excited for, uh, Rooster to come back home. Is Rooster it, coming back home? It does appear. Yes. Well, he's, he's listening to the main credits and it appears, you know, when they have the guy who's like holding, like in, in the trailers, they have a guy who looks like he's got like Batman wings. I think that's Rooster. I think that's him. Because hmm. I think I saw like maybe like an afro or something. I think that's Rooster. So, and he was when we left, which is probably true, he was the FWD champion. So it wouldn't surprise me if he comes back, if they're doing some sort of cross promotion thing. So I'm excited about that because I'm excited to see if they can integrate him back into the fold. Maybe, maybe he does want to come back because maybe Jack realizes like, it's not about me and my brother. We don't have it. These other people have it. It's their dream. It's not right. our dream. I mean, they have it too, but it's not just a, it's not just about them. I get what you're saying. I'll just ask you this last question before we go. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And you know, maybe think about it a little bit, but you know, give me an answer. Do you think that Jack really does have it though? From what you saw in the last episode with his dad. Where it's basically like he was ready to hang it up and it wasn't his dream. They're asking the other people where they're going to go. You hear someone like Rooster who's like, I keep going to all these other promotions and people don't see me for what I am. Now, mind you, um, you know, when the other wrestlers are talking, they're like, well, maybe that's like kind of you. You need to like, you know, work with the little people a little bit better. But like he keeps trying. And you see someone like Crystal who's like, this is clearly her dream. Like, do you think that Jack, who's just, as they mentioned, Jack and Ace are the princes, right? Do you think that he really does have it? Or do you think he's doing it? Oh, but I think that it's kind of like, you can't say, well, because Crystal has it and because Rooster is extremely athletic and talented and Ace is extremely talented, that that means that Jack doesn't have it. Like, I do find his character very interesting. I think he's great heel. Like... I think he has a great entrance. And, like, that sometimes for me is enough. Like, if you're looking at real wrestlers, like, you can't say, well, like, Jake the Snake didn't have it because he wasn't crazy athletic and, like, he's not, like... But he did. But I'm just saying yeah, yeah. he's not, like, Ric Flair, right? He's not macho. Like, he doesn't have it to that level, but he has something else. Like, I think Jack has something else. That's I don't fair. think that it's exclusive and it can only be one person. I think that a lot of people have talent and the it factor. Yeah, Crystal has that. Yeah, Ace has that. But Jack has something, too. And I think it, without him, there's no, there's no, you know, I, I kind of feel like you need him to balance out the other stuff. Like, it's fair. And that heel character. See, I, I, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go the other way and we'll, we'll watch it, you know, the rest of the season. We'll see where they, they take this. Hopefully it gets renewed and they do another one. But see, I, I, I go the other way. I don't think he has it. That's fair. And I think his, I think their problem and their detriment was that he was, you know, he needs the job for other people. I don't think that he had, I don't, I don't think him, ha- I don't think he had it. And I think he was a placeholder for that belt. And we'll see how it works now with these other characters. Because I think they do. when someone you don't like, or the majority of like the um, crowd doesn't love has the belt, you have someone to root against. And then you're rooting for the people going against him more. And that is so powerful. And I think that's what Jack has. And he is athletic and he is, 
it's not like he's just a schlub. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. So I, I don't, I don't disagree. I'm just saying I, I think that like he's hanging on. Is his heart as in it as like in that way where he's young and hungry and performing? Wants... It's hard to perform if yeah. you're talking now. Yeah, yeah, maybe not, but that I think just adds to his character. It's fair. Anything else you want to add here before we button up this episode? No, what we're doing? We're doing heel and face, or no? We don't have to. What do you mean? We were making a declaration that somebody was the heel of the episode and somebody was the face. But we don't have to do that. Well, the, the face of the this. episode is Crystal. Right? The MVP, best I mean, she's she's yeah, the face. Because yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. the face. She gets the title. Everybody cheers for her. Everybody loves her. Agree. Heel of the episode is clearly still Jack. He's the heel in real life and he's the heel in the episode. I don't know. I'm starting to feel for him. I, I don't know. He's the heel in the principal's office. He definitely is the heel. I don't know. I felt for him, though. I felt... I, I, he was. It was a yikes moment, but I was also like, oh, my God. He was the heel in the promo. Because they, they did try to kind of make, you know, Bill... I mean, Bill was a heel, too, but they did try to kind of make him a little bit sympathetic. So he's the heel in the promo, and he's the heel in the match. So I think it's got to be Jack. That's me. All right. Well, I'm excited to see what happens this week. Hope we get some some answers to some questions that's it i mean this was this was a a dwl world building episode it was not a uh spade family world building episode so we'll see how it all works out and we're excited to keep going guys we will see you next week on our heels rewatch bye bye